So I was taking a look at the statistics through Anchor, which is like the app basically that I use to share the podcast. And it gives me a lot of dope statistics. And one of them is gender identity of the people who listen. And it looks like I've got almost twice as many male listeners percentage wise as female listeners, which is fine. Like if that's how it works out, that's how it works out. But I'd like to be as inclusive as possible. See if I can get it split pretty close straight down the middle. So I think going forward, I'm going to maybe toss in a couple things pandering to the female ear. So here goes, I guess. Uh, warning for headphone users. Material go- What up? Welcome back to the 110 Podcast. I am your host, Chesco. And today, I wanted to thank each and every single one of y'all that ended up tuning in to the last episode because that one that one was a lot of fun to record and I'm really glad to get so much like positive feedback about like how much you guys enjoyed that episode. So thank y'all for listening. So I want to hop right into it. I'm not going to ask you how you are. I'm not going to ask you how's like your week, your day, month, whatever. However long it's been since the last time you tuned in. I don't care. We just going to hop straight into it. Today I want to talk about two really important things. Is really just going to get into my personal opinions and my personal philosophy. It's going to be one of them is going to be really light, kind of fun. It might also be kind of controversial. I don't know. Or you might get put on to something new. Today, we're going to go over my top 10 albums of 2021. We just going to briefly mention the first five. And then I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into the top five albums. And then we're just going to talk about how I live my life. Stay tuned for that. Said I had- to myself but I Regardless of how the actual year went, I was I was actually really happy with how 2021 was in terms of music. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we came out with a bunch of really solid, solid projects. My top 10 list is 100% opinion based. You may not agree and that's fine. Don't be coming at me like, oh, why didn't you put this over there? Why isn't like Japanese breakfast on there? It almost was. A lot of the albums that you're probably thinking of, they were probably close. But this is 100% my opinion. It was just based on what I enjoyed the most out of last year. And I know it's like three, four weeks into 2022. I know it. I'm late. What I did over the last couple weeks is just spent that entire time listening and re-listening to a bunch of different albums that I really enjoyed. So that way I could bring you sitting in whatever chair you're sitting in, whether you're in the car, whatever, bringing you the best content that I can. I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. Anyways, took a while to narrow down this list, like I said, but I'm really happy with the way that it is. Starting in at number 10, we have Sound Ancestors by Madlib. Thank you. 
personally i'm a huge huge fan of madlib like me and most of my friends we just be looking for as many madlib beats features anytime we see the madlib is on anything we know that that project is about to be heat this album was a completely solo project and for those of you who aren't familiar madlib is just strictly a producer he doesn't like use his voice but he's incredible and this album was really no different i really enjoyed this the whole way through which is mostly where i got this song playing during this entire little segment it's called road of the lonely ones and it's right off of this new album overall just a really incredible project Coming in at number nine, this one was a little bit more difficult to pick, but Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. And I know, I don't seem like a Billie fan. I'm not a Billie fan, but frankly speaking, I found this album to be really, really good. Her voice is beautiful. The production was really good. All of her lyrics were like highly relatable. I found myself like enjoying this album a lot more than I thought that I was going to. And I think that that deserves a shout out at the very least. It definitely deserves a spot on this list. At number eight, I got Vince Staples by Vince Staples. This one was much, much easier to pick. And frankly speaking, I'm really not surprised. Vince Staples has been able to put out great music for the longest, but I feel like somebody said this. He might've even said this. People were starting to view him as really just an actor. You know, he was in a bunch of different like shows and movies and commercials and people started to forget that he could do music. This album was the reminder that I didn't know I needed, but desperately, desperately, desperately enjoyed. It was just great the whole way through. The only complaint that I really had was that sometimes it sounded like his producer was playing with the same instrument pack. It kind of felt like he was just messing with different BPMs, maybe tossing a different hi-hat here or something else like that. Some of the songs sounded a little bit repetitive, but overall, I thought that the album was like really, really strong. I thought that it was really great. At number seven, another really, really easy pick was The Offseason by J. Cole. Frankly speaking, I expected it to be higher even though I thought that the album was great just because I've been such a huge fan of J. Cole. It wasn't his best album, you know? It wasn't like he was putting out another 2014 Forest Hills Drive. That being said, this album was still really good. It showed that when J. Cole is good, J. Cole is great. And what J. Cole does well, he did really, really well on this album. His lyrics were really great and we had a bunch of different memorable lines. The features, which is something that I really never thought that I would say, came through, pulled the entire album together, gave it a new feel that felt a little bit more current, a little bit more ready for the generation that we live in, for the times that we live in. His flow, same as always, so always incredible. The production was really great. Again, another thing that felt as if he was stepping into the current generation. And it really just showed how far he's come as an artist if you look at something like Friday Night Lights. Overall, satisfied with this project, even though my deepest, darkest secret is that maybe I was expecting a little bit more. Still, you know, very happy with the project.
at number six was my definite 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 music nerd pick and that is pray for haiti by makami i'm not sure how many of you guys are familiar with makami but i'm assuming it's like close to none of you guys just because this dude is relatively unknown not to sound pretentious but i'm about to put y'all on this dude sounds like if west side gun was in wu-tang clan He's got a really dope, soothing, satisfying voice, which is kind of different from West Side Guns because his is a little bit more like quirky and energetic and, you know, kind of unsettling in a good way. Uh, whereas Makami's is just a little bit deeper, a little bit more gravelly. It's, it's fun to listen to. Overall, the beats are very similar. He's one of the first members. He was like a, pretty much a founding member of Griselda Records with West Side Gun and Conway the Machine which explains why their music sounds so similar. He had a ton of great, great bars in there. The production was insane. Loved it the whole way through. It was definitely just one of those albums that I just, you know, I sat in my car and I listened to, and then I was like, wait a minute, that was that was heat. I've never heard of this dude and I'm really impressed. And then I listened to it again and again and again. Anyways, very, very happy to have discovered this. Very, very happy. To have been able to put this in my top 10 list of best albums of 2021. And now that I have finally gotten done with my bottom 10 picks or my bottom five picks excuse me i can finally get into my top five this one i'm not going to sprint through because this one it wasn't difficult to say that this was my top five but it was kind of difficult to place them within the top five each one of these albums was something that i listened to over and over and over and over again some more than others and some like some just took the case some just really did it for me this was the these were the albums that i'm gonna remember 2021 for you know and frankly speaking i think i got a pretty good list coming in at number five is to hell with it by pink panthers remember it being like mid 2021 maybe a little early like may june and all of a sudden there's this song called pain on tiktok that's like going crazy and it's got like that dude it had that viral video with that dude that that black kid with the grill and he's standing in front of his car as he goes hey bro guess what time it is guess what time it is it's eight o'clock in the morning oh man i really enjoyed this album 2021 was kind of like a i guess a transformative year for me in terms of music because i stopped moving so much towards just rap started listening to a little bit of everything else and i feel like this this album definitely shows that it's strange because her flow is almost like too fast to be singing but it's too melodic and and too pretty to just be rap you know what i'm saying like it rap is meant to be almost like talking over beats in a sense like that's how it was originated and yet somehow it still tickles like kind of similar part of my brain i don't know what got put into this this album i don't know what kind of like musical catnip she put into this but i'm i'd be going bonkers over this i'm willing to fight anybody fight like physically fight anybody that will suggest that this was not an incredible album the only thing that i would say that i wouldn't even say ruined it for me the only thing that i guess dulled the moment was that most of these songs were like teased on tiktok and i saw them and i kind of heard like a bunch of them on youtube but to have them all put together on an album that i didn't have to sit and watch my phone so it didn't like fall asleep it was just incredible 
And I wish that I could say that I had like favorite songs on this album. All of the other albums that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to be like, yeah, this, 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 maybe this was like my favorite song off the album. I can't pick. I can't. I can't pick between like passion that just played, pain, which, you know, everybody has heard that I already sang. I Must Apologize, which is playing right now. Notice I Cried, Reason, All My Friends Know. I just can't decide. If I picked my favorite songs off the album, I'd name the entire album. Like there was maybe one or two songs that I just, I was like, eh, it's like, it's okay. But wow, yeah, incredible project. Props to you, Pink Panthers, if you're listening, I want you on the podcast, please and thank you. This next album comes from an artist that I hold very dear to my heart. I love this dude. He, I don't know what it is about his music, but it just tickles the happy part of my brain. Like I could listen to all of his songs, all of his projects, unreleased anything back to back to back to back and not get tired of it. Like I, I could do, I have done that. I think one of his songs was my top listen to song the last like three years in a row this dude is incredible i guess i can't even say that much more about how much i really really like this artist so without further ado number four in chesco's top 10 albums of 2021 was the house is burning by Zaya rashad This album may have given Isaiah Rashad one of the best three album runs in recent memory, and I'm not kidding. The only person that I can think of, like immediately off the top of my head, who had a better one recently was my number two on my list which we'll get to later this entire album was just like oh my goodness i listened to this thing when it came out i listened to it for the entire month after that i brought it to italy with me i brought it everywhere with me i always had one airpod in just listening to this album because i really enjoyed it that much isaiah rashad just has one of the nicest like cleanest flows that i've heard in hip-hop in a long time he's one of my favorite newer artists like i guess lesser known artists i'd even like might be a little bit of a bold claim but he might even be my second favorite off top dog entertainment after kendrick lamar of course but the production on the entire album made it feel like it was made to be blasted out of cars with people bopping their heads back and forth to the beat uh isaiah rashad obviously just floats on these tracks it's just like he interacts with the beats in a way that very few 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 artists could do and it's all in a style that's completely his own after civilia demo and after the sun's tirade i really wasn't sure where he was gonna go but i'm really really happy with the way that this album came out you know it was just solid the whole way through and i don't have much more to say than that if you don't know who i'm talking about if you haven't listened to this album because i know a lot of people haven't this is kind of like a sleeper pick for album of the year definitely go check it out it's the house is burning by zaya rashad he also dropped the deluxe which was super super dope some of my favorite songs off the album were 
Darkside, R.I.P. Young, which just played, Claymore, which is playing right now, All Herb, T.H.I.B. and H.B.2.U. All really, really solid tracks. Oh, and Score, obviously. Anytime you put Isaiah Rashad and SZA on the same track, you know, you can't stop listening to it. So yes, definitely, definitely go check this album out if you haven't already. next album is not gonna be a surprise for any of you i feel like like this album was just really good and i know i've said that about pretty much every album on this list but this one is i feel like a universal pick i feel like every single one of you have this album in your top 10 it's really just that good and i'm gonna be honest i wasn't sure if we were ever gonna get it you know if i like that first single to kind of tease it dropped and then right as we started to think that this album wasn't going to come out, they dropped another one. And then again, right as we started to think that we were never going to get this album again, they dropped another one. And then right as I was like ready to give up on ever expecting this album, they dropped it. They, meaning the two artists that make up this new super group, they were both really, really big formative parts of my music, like childhood, I guess, of just my music taste. I remember being in middle school, listening to one of them, maybe not even middle school. I think I was even younger than that. I think it was elementary school. It was just like, I came home and I was like, mom, dad, listen to this artist that I found on the internet at school that my friend showed me. And the rest is history on that. And then I remember the other one was a little bit older, probably like late middle school, early high school when I was trying to get a better music taste. I was really getting obsessed with this dude. And it was a complete surprise to me, at least, when they, you know, formed this group because I never really expected them to come together like this. But after I thought about it for a little, it felt like a match made in heaven. I'm not going to say much more about this. I'm 100% sure that every single one of you has guessed who my number three album came out from. But just in case you haven't, coming in at number three is An Evening with Silk Sonic by Silk Sonic. Obviously, I take music very seriously. It's like a big part of my life. Like, I listen to music all the time. I'm always keeping tabs on whatever. But music is a big deal in my family, too, especially with my pops. My pops loves to listen to music. He was around when hip-hop was first getting started, so he loves hip-hop. He also really likes, like, soul and R&B. And I remember that when I was a kid, anytime we'd be in the car going anywhere, there would always be jamming 101.5 playing on the radio and that was like a radio station that played 70s 80s 90s soul r&b and occasionally hip-hop and i remember hearing these songs over and over again and eventually learning the words to them and really growing this love of that kind of music and this album just was in tune with that side of my brain it felt like it felt like it was made 
for that memory, for those times, for when I was driving to school with my dad at like eight years old. It was just really, really good. All of the music itself was, it felt like exactly what they were going for. It was that neo soul type feel, like it brought soul music from way back when into this current era. It was just a fantastic, fantastic album. Obviously, everybody knows Leave the Door Open. That was the first single that they dropped. It's got 700 million plays on Spotify, and that's not a joke either. So some of my other favorite tracks off of this album were After Last Night, which I actually played in the last episode. I liked Fly As Me. I thought that it was good. Uh, Smoking at the Window was obviously fantastic. And Blast Off, which is playing right now. Those were all a bunch of my favorite tracks. Those were the tracks that I went back and I just re-listened to and re-listened to and re-listened to. Yeah, I mean, considering that I just said like half the songs on this album, you know that this was just a really good album. The only complaint that I have was that it was 30 minutes. Like I needed more and I didn't get more. I really like complaint though. I'm hoping that they put out a bunch of more albums. Hoping that this isn't just a group that comes together one album and then just disappears. We got two more albums before we're done, so ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned. this number two was everybody else's number one like that's how it feels at least this album was just widely popular and very good this was the end of the best three album run in recent memory i won't say in history because that'd be naive to say the very least but i mean it's up there like it's it's pretty good it was a pretty good three album run obviously one thing that helps is that this artist has been gaining a ton of popularity within the past few years he's basically got his own aesthetic or his own like cult of people with the same aesthetic almost you know and the evolution as an artist from his very first album to this latest one is insane the different kinds of like sounds that he's created the differences in his lyrics his flow his growth as a person which is evident in his lyrics it's fantastic you know so coming in at number two was call me if you get lost my title of the creator master couldn't catch me my legs long than a got too much self-respect i wash my hands for i piss they try to talk me i'ma just go yeah when i turned 23 that's when puberty finally hit me my facial hair started growing my clothes and they really fit me that caterpillar went to cocoon do you get me? See, I was shifting. That's really why Cherry Bomb sounded so shifting. My taste started changing from what it was when they met me. But first impression is everything. Ain't wanna let me go. Always curious as a child and asking questions. So I ain't getting no. What can I say about this album that hasn't already been said? Everything about this album was just so detail-oriented that it was insane. There was no way that it wasn't gonna go crazy. It's popular, it went for a reason. Like, it was very, very, very well-deserved. Like, for example, uh, depending on what music platform you use, if you look at the album cover, it's different colors. On Spotify, the ID of the album cover is green. On Apple Music, it's yellow, I think and i'm pretty sure it's like pink and blue on like youtube music and google music so just like little stuff like that on top of that the features on this album were incredible like we could talk 
for a long time about how talented of an artist Tyler the Creator is. You know, he knows two instruments, very obviously gifted musically. He's got great lyrics. And even when he sings, even though he doesn't have like a beautiful voice, it's a ton of fun to watch. But as a rapper, he's just like incredible. I feel like that's something that everybody really knows. I don't think that that's something that I have to really go into, but the features on this album were really good. It had the only young boy verse that I've ever liked. 42 Doug was on it, which was not something that I was expecting, but it was really dope. Lil Wayne and Tyler the Creators is always like a good combo. Tizo Touchdown. Y'all remember him from last episode? Tizo Touchdown was on uh, Run It Up, which was actually a really good song. Like I, I know that I said that Tizo Touchdown wasn't my cup of tea but Tizo did his thing i liked it i thought that it was dope lil uzi vert and pharrell were both on juggernaut which already a goaded combo with stuff like neon guts just adding tyler just made it that much better this entire album was just like fantastic some of my favorite songs off of this project were definitely what's your name uh massa which just played run it up which is playing right now sweet i thought you wanted to dance which can i just say that anytime tyler the creator throws a dash or a slash in the middle of his song it's a banger juggernaut was great wilshire was also really really good so overall like i said really really good album earlier this week complex like complex news named tyler the creator the best rapper alive that's never a statement that would ever come out of my mouth but he did have one of the best albums of 2021 it might even been critically the best album of 2021 it might have been album of the year it just wasn't my favorite. My favorite one, my number one, is coming up. So stay tuned. We off it, we off the boat. Crosshairs to heat off, we tee off like we off, we, we see off the scope. So I grin. Bunny hop, been zoomed in. Ever since I hit 210. Other faces with the blue skin. With the green background, don't know how to act now. But I need a on my blue fin. Things moonwalk when I come. Death beat when I'm here. The dead hit sprints when I hum. Why you acting so dumb? You know I got the fuzz. I'm locked in a 310. My guy Devin the money you guys are gonna meet him at some point he's definitely gonna be on the podcast he is obsessed with this next artist and so in order to be a good friend I've checked out this artist in the past and I thought I wasn't a fan if 2021 taught me any differently it said I was wrong this year I got to actually discover this artist and he's dope he makes fantastic music and this album is just proof this album after listening to it once i knew that this was my favorite album out of anything that had come out through the entire year bars flows you know all the vocals ad-libs beats everything was just incredible throughout the entire thing frankly speaking i i really feel like it clears almost every other album that came out and it was definitely my favorite for that reason just because it was so incredibly good and because i was so incredibly surprised at how much i liked it like if i was surprised for liking billy's album this one i liked more it surprised me more it gets my number one pick so without further ado the end of this list and my favorite album from 2021 is lp by jpeg mafia <laughs> First thing that convinced me that I was wrong about JPEG Mafia was just the energy that he has on his tracks. If you just listen to it, you can hear how he's just like 
he's not just like yelling it he's like putting his whole heart into there and i really really like that it was kind of strange because like the first time that i heard it i had just gotten in the car after having a test that i wasn't really too proud of myself on you know i was kind of angry i saw a new jpeg album i was like you know what might as well listen to it give him another shot i listened to it that energy was just perfect for what i was going through and that i guess changed my entire mindset about peggy and all of that kind of different stuff the other parts of this album that were really enjoyable came in the same ways that a lot of the other albums were enjoyable but in a completely new spin i really really enjoyed both the production and the lyrics the production was really funky it was it was fun to listen to but it felt like it was a lot of you know galaxy like techno music you know a lot of the different sounds a lot of the different like beeps and stuff that were incorporated as drum beats or as even like something to create the melody with was it was just fun to listen to especially because it's different like i haven't heard a lot of people who are able to pull that off successfully and peggy's able to do it what seems like almost effortlessly the other thing that like i said i really enjoyed were the lyrics themselves like the bars were just fun you know there were a couple of times when he referenced a couple basketball players and as a basketball player myself i like i would stop the track and then rewind to just be like did he just say what i thought he said on what song was that are you happy he goes young peg in the clutch turned da turn to damian lillard bar Damian Lillard is a basketball player, again, who's notorious for being clutch. Like, he led the league at one point in clutch points where he's able to just he's able to just take a shot and make it. Time running down, team needs the points. It's just, he's a, he's a machine. So, obviously, I thought that that was a bar. There were also a couple of different bars that I just thought were really good. They didn't, like, sit on any specific reference or something like that. But I thought that they were dope. Like, I would rewind and just, like, listen to that. Be like, what did he just say? Overall, this album was just so much fun to listen to. I didn't feel like I had to try too hard to understand it because it was super easy to vibe with. All of the things that I didn't like about JPEG came through on this album in a way that I really enjoyed. And so it takes my number one. I can't say much better on how much this album was perfect for this year. It was just, it made my year. I'm so serious about that too. It made my year in terms of music. So yeah, that tops off my list of my top 10 albums of 2021. What are your guys' top 10 albums of 2021? Did I miss something? Should I have said something over something else? Let us know. You can email us at 110 at gmail.com or you can DM the Instagram account at 110. In the next few minutes, we're just going to be taking it easy. I'm going to kick it back to Peggy. And then we're probably just going to talk about my philosophy on life. So stay tuned for that. despite any of my claims to be like a sophisticated person that i may take from like a bunch of different spots you know i guess my music taste is something that i just showed off i feel like that's pretty sophisticated and that's just like my top 10 albums i guess the classes that i'm in the activities that i do my weighted gpa which is pretty good i think i guess my test scores like the books i read whatever i feel like i could lay claim to being a pretty sophisticated person but at the end of the day i'd be lying to myself because frankly speaking i'm a pretty simple guy even though there's a lot that goes into me there's not like much this complicated i guess in a sense and as a simple guy i have a pretty simple philosophy on life you know this segment's not going to be that long i'm not going to be sitting here boring you about how you know i'm morally better than everybody or anything like that but like i i have a pretty simple set of rules and a pretty simple set of laws that i hype up to be more than they are but really it's just you know my philosophy on life and i wanted to share it because 
I specifically have had to use them a lot. Like I've had to continue to rely on myself and to rely on my rules for whatever reason. You know, it's been for a variety of reasons, but recently I found myself keeping going back to these rules. And so I figured that they might be something that's applicable, something that's helpful, something that I can give to you guys so that you guys can, I don't know, maybe find some value, maybe laugh at me, maybe who knows. Basically, I have a set of two laws and a set of one rule. These are, you know, continuously expanding. I'm always open to add more to them. But this is just my philosophy on life as I am right now. I call them Chesco's first and second laws of the universe. It's basically just like, you know, Murphy's law states that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Chesco's law also states some stuff that can help you potentially with your life. Chesco's first law. I say this in third person. I sound like a jerk, but whatever. Chesco's first law states that things can't be good on the outside if they're not good on the inside. I remember thinking of this law when I was having some really big issues with myself. I won't get too into them. I was just super unhappy on the inside. And I noticed that everything was also turning out poorly on the outside concurrently. Like I wasn't sure if it was caused by it. I wasn't sure if it was just a correlation. I wasn't sure if this was just something that would pass, something that would last at the same time. All I knew was that I felt bad about myself. I felt bad on the inside and so things were bad on the outside. But then I started to try to take the time to make things better on the inside. You know, I started going to therapy. I started working out a little bit better. I started trying to change my mindset on the world and on myself. And surprisingly, things didn't just get better on the inside, even though, you know, they're constantly just like in a state of getting better because we're still getting to the places that we want to be. Things didn't just start getting better on the inside. Things started getting better on the outside as well. I found that things went my way more than they normally would have. Whether you think of that as karma, whether you think of that as just a positive outlook, whether you think of that as anything like that, the fact of the matter remains that I felt bad about myself and things were going bad around me. When I started to feel good about myself, when I started to grow and love myself, things started to feel better on the outside too. This is a law that I've been retouching, going back to just like spending my time thinking about this law just because it's very relevant in my life and in surprisingly the life of my friends as well. And I think that if you look inside, like you find that this law might help you too. It might not. I could be wrong and you know, I'll always be the first to admit that. But that's just Chesco's first law. You can take that with a grain of salt. Chesco's second law is that stuff can't always be bad. It can't always be bad. You know, that first word changes a lot just based on the context and whatever. But basically, it's saying that, like, it may suck now, but it can't always suck. This was another thing that I've been going back to recently, just because I have to remind myself sometimes that whatever hard times that you're in, whatever difficulties that you're going through, it can't always be bad. It won't always be bad. You just need to keep pushing for for when it's good. If you lose sight of that, then you you lose sight of what you're doing it all for, you know? Everything that you do in your life is, I hope, for the betterment of yourself, for those around you, for those that sometimes you may not even know. And this idea that it can't always be bad means that if you remember that, then all of a sudden it becomes easier to do the things that you do when they're for the betterment of yourself and the betterment of the others around you because you know that that'll yield fruit. You know that that'll be something that ends up going your way. Those are Chesco's laws of the universe. Those are my laws of the universe. Let me stop Let me stop referring to myself in the third person because I sound like a doofus. Chesco's... <laughs> I didn't even realize that I was doing it. I didn't even realize that I was doing it until like it came out of my mouth. Whatever. My rules of life, which is something that I plan on continuously updating, something that, frankly speaking, I think takes a big influence from those around me. My laws of the universe were basically something that I noticed within my own life, whereas my rules are something that I kind of take from other people. 
they're very highly influenced and in this case my one rule that i wrote down specifically just because i needed to remind myself of it one and two i just feel that it's so incredibly important to living a good life that it's impossible for me to have left it out it's actually surprisingly has nothing to do with i guess being good in the traditional sense because obviously i think that what goes into this rule is good what i think about when i think about this rule when i act out this rule is positive it's just not something that's like the golden rule my first rule which you know like i said is just going to be the first of many but for now this is it is conduct yourself with class in everything you do you don't always have to be kind if you're cool calm collected and poised you will not regret any action that you take and i want to stress specifically the fact that i said that you don't always have to be kind but you do have to always act with class. What I mean by that isn't that you have to go out of your way and be petty and mean to somebody because frankly speaking, I feel that that's classless. What you have to focus on is not always being the kindness to other people that you know because sometimes being what you think is kind to other people ends up being unkind to them. It ends up you know, being unkind to yourself. But whenever you act with class, it will always always end up being an action that you don't regret taking in this sense class can be i guess synonymized with dignity with like i said being cool calm collected with poise with anything like that it's the difference between somebody who seems uneducated who may have a lot of education who may not have a lot of education somebody with no manners versus somebody who may not have anything but you know you wouldn't be able to guess that by just knowing them or by just meeting them by just talking to them by just spending time with them just because they they have an upper level of class and i think that this is something that i've had to remind myself of again because it is so easy to behave classlessly it is so easy all it takes is like some petty remarks to some other people it doesn't take a lot for you to not have class even when i deal with others i have to remind myself of this rule constantly i break it all the time i'm not perfect this rule is a rule that's broken all the time in my life and so that's why i wrote it down because i needed to remember it in the end though like i feel like it's brought a lot of value to my life through these two laws and this one rule i found that my life isn't perfect but no matter what happens like i i know that i have at least like the beginnings of a formula to handle anything that gets thrown my way and i'm sharing this with the hopes that it makes your life better this was a little bit more serious than most things that we're gonna cover on this podcast most things that you'll hear me say in future episodes, even everything that you heard me say in the last episode. But I consider you guys my friends. Like I consider you guys like family. And I do this to share a piece of myself with other people around me, with you guys. If you find value in it, that's perfect. And if it doesn't you know, bring you value, that's fine. Because I still feel good in the fact that I shared a piece of myself with you. And I think that that's pretty special. Pretty happy with that anyways <laughs> I, I got a little sentimental on y'all i got a little serious but i love y'all man we've reached pretty much the end of the episode before we want to go i want to share my success stories unfortunately we didn't get any submissions over the past couple of weeks but i got some pretty good news that i feel like everybody is entitled to hear more than that i just want to share this this success with you guys so obviously like i said i'm a high school senior not much to say about that like it's hard it sucks sometimes but it's great i ended up applying to like a total of seven colleges and i've got accepted into every single one of them except for one and the only reason why i didn't get accepted into that one was because i withdrew my application so over the past few weeks like with the last decision coming in last week i've just gotten some really good news over and over and over again and i'm just super happy about it so i wanted to share my success with you guys if you guys want to share any kind of success stories email us or dm us uh, our instagram is 110 it's exactly like how the podcast is spelled it's at h-u-n-n-i-d-n-t-e-n or you know you can email the 110 email that one might be for like a little bit longer story something that you might want to type out on a computer or just send us something like it it doesn't it doesn't matter we want to see whatever you guys have to send us that email is going to be just 110 at gmail.com same spelling as the podcast same spelling as the instagram 
And that's pretty much it. Wanted to thank y'all for tuning into this episode. And we're going to see you soon. Peace. I think I'm in the rough ends now. I seen her going up edge down. You was living off a true hill. Wasn't ready for the world, but baby, who is? Know you prettier than all the elder bodies. Never worry about the total of the charges. Yeah.